podcast is also brought to you by Pavement Soft. Pavement Soft, the way paving pros do business. So their mission is to help business owners build their businesses the right way while improving their quality of life. I got a chance to look at this software. It has some pretty cool stuff on it. You definitely should pop over to pavementsoft.com and look because it has things as like a CRM, uh, measuring tools, uh, proposals, scheduling for you and your guys, your crew, work orders, uh, cost tracking, invoices, everything. So the, that was kind of the main feature while I was taking a peek at it was the fact that whatever I change uh, on the schedule or anything like that, my crew leads can also have the app right in their hand, program right in their hand, and it helps them out as well. So like I said, take a peek, go over to paymentsoft.com, take a look, and uh, we're glad to have them as a sponsor of the podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Today's podcast is brought to you by Liberty Supply. So I don't know if you guys have ordered from Liberty Supply. I do. We get a lot of stuff from there. Liberty Supply is family owned and operated. And when you call, you talk to Sam. So if you call Liberty Supply's number, you talk directly to Sam. Sam is one of the owners. You can't do that very much anywhere else on on a scale like that. So uh, I'm very appreciative to have Sam when I call. So we use everything. Well, not everything, but a lot from Liberty Supply. Um, this year we use spray tips from Liberty Supply. Uh, we got our broom heads from Liberty Supply. They we got some um, pour pots from Liberty Supply, crack squeegees, pretty much whatever we need when it comes to um, products as far as equipment, hand tools, all that good stuff, the spray tips, everything. So, um, Liberty Supply, when we need something, we usually call over and Sam will have it ready in a short amount of time. That number to call them at is 800-397-9907. And Sam's probably going to answer if you're calling within business hours and he'll get you taken care of. You can also go to libertysupply.biz, check them out there and uh, you'll be good to go. The podcast is also brought to you by Stencil Plus. Stencil Plus is making moves. Uh, Jeff the team and Neil at the team those guys are not only making moves but they're making some pretty funny uh, videos and social media stuff too as well uh, we got every stencil we ordered this summer came from stencil plus never had an issue it was here really quick we recently used one on a project that I needed custom made a certain speed limit like the slow ones the elongated ones and my length that I recommended uh, that I wanted it done, they were like, no, you need it, you need it done this way. And uh, upon their recommendation, of course, I said, yes, of course. And it's it worked out great. It would have looked ridiculous if I would have done it, which um, I'm grateful for that those guys have the knowledge and uh, know what to do. But besides that, um, we got a lettering kit, a number kit, I believe, as well. So very excited for those guys. Obviously, Stencil Plus, you can find them on their stencilplus.com, of course. And then on social media at Stencil Plus, you guys are going to have a riot. Um, we love having Stencil Plus on board and very excited to keep them on board because um, it's worked out great. And I'm hoping to get Jeff from Stencil Plus on the podcast. So message him, guys. Tell him he needs to get on the podcast. We are also brought to you by the 800 Pavement Network. 1-800-Blacktop. Got it on my shirt. Got it on my trucks. 
that's ours in the 608 1-800 blacktop. Not only 1-800 blacktop, but also 1-800 striping as well. Um, it's worked out great for us this year as far as branding goes. We're getting near the end of the year, and people are associating 1-800 blacktop with Wiscoat, which has been great. I know a lot of our contacts still come through the phone. It's a lot easier to remember than our regular number. I can tell you that. So I'm grateful that we have that and been able to put it to use. I would recommend it as a contractor that you think about getting one of these numbers. Um, they have over 200 contractors doing over $1 billion in sales within the network. The network itself, I've seen emails and stuff come through about um, insurances, health insurances, workman's comp. We had um, another, I did a Zoom meeting, I believe, about deals on Chevy trucks. So there's all kinds of stuff within the network, not just, hey, here's a number and brand it. There's been lots of tools and different things that we've been able to be part of and take advantage of as contractors. So when you get your number, all the calls go directly to you. There's no middleman. There's none of that st stuff like that or whatever. So, I mean, but besides the account work that comes through as a contractor and um, all the meetings and different things you get to go to, there's also advantages in health insurance and breaks on different materials and products and trucks and different things like that. So you can find them on Instagram at Pavement Network, 800 Pavement Network, or you can go to 800pavement.com and find them as well. I get asked a lot about our Rye 30 crack sealant melter. It's been a game changer for us. RhinoWorks designs and manufactures portable crack sealing equipment, and they're the first in our industry to do it with an internal burner. The products they make melt rubber faster, they use less fuel, and they nearly eliminate flameouts. And I can vouch for all those points. They're a proud company, and they take pride in the products being built on the contractor feedback. I gave them feedback. They used it, honestly, truthfully. They're on social media, so you can check them out, and they will interact with us as contractors. The safety, reliability, and production increases are enough that anybody should check them out if they're looking to upgrade or replace a unit. The units are easy to use. You can check them out at rhinoworks.com. That's R-Y-N-O-W-O-R-X.com. Or you can check out a video of Lee and I at the Rhino Works booth checking out the Elite this year at National Pavement Expo on the Blacktop Banter YouTube channel. All right, let's get going with the podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Blacktop Banter. This is episode 44. So we're moving along with the second season during the winter. And there's been some crazy stuff going on during all this quarantine and whatnot. Apps are popping up, technology's advancing, going all kinds of different ways. And if you follow me at all, you know I've been hopping on Clubhouse quite a bit lately. And one day I got into a room, I don't know if it was Breakfast with Champions or what room we were in. Then all of a sudden I heard this guy talking and he was talking about meditation, which I've taken on here lately. My friend Mark Estrada and I really talk about it quite a bit. And it just hit away with me. And I was like, man, no one in this room has talked about that yet. And uh, my friend and I were talking. I was like, dude, I'm going to reach out to Prince and see if, uh, you know, we could talk about this kind of stuff on the podcast. So I don't want to give the big introduction, Prince. I'll let you do that, my friend. <laughs> oh, man. Like, I, you know, I'm not the one to speak about myself, but 
I do, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I think everybody should speak about themselves. Just just be mindful of like how how you view yourself when yeah. when you speak about yourself and uh, just remind everybody whenever you speak about yourself, you should close your eyes and and listen to what you say. Yeah. Right. So then that way you'll have a, a better sense of um, what you're saying about yourself, because when if you don't say the positive things and the right things about yourself then somebody else will. Yeah, you know? that's true. And it probably won't be so positive and it probably won't be, you know, the best uh, in your interest. So uh, it's just always great to to be mindful of you know, how you speak to yourself. So what do you want me to start? Yeah, I want you to start. Let's start with you you know, as a kid growing up playing football and how that led into you wanting to play football collegiately and then how that led into you want to play football in the NFL, man. Man, okay, cool. So started off, I remember I was in Houston, Texas with my mother and we were watching a game with the Lions and the Houston Oilers at the time. And that was the first time I saw Barry Sanders. Yeah. And I saw Barry Sanders do this wicked run and score the touchdown. And I remember tears welled up in my eyes and I looked at my mom and I said, I'm going to be in the NFL. Cool. And she cool. was like, I believe you, baby. And that's yeah. something right away. Your mom's like, yep. Yeah. You see something <laughs> electrifying like Barry Sanders. You know, right. Completely eliminates Warren Moon being on the other side of the ball. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. <laughs> exactly. So. Cool. Once I saw that, I just knew right away that's what I wanted to do and that's what I was going to do. And so I made it up in my mind at, at the age of eight. Wow. Uh, and and from there, uh, we, from from there, uh, it was just about, you know, growing up from that point on. And yep. so from, from that point, I think I played one year of Pee Wee League. Mm-hmm. And and I I dominated. I did a really good job. And my mom, she was she was really happy, but she was just like, I'm I'm okay with you not playing football. So I didn't play football again until uh my eighth grade year okay. in junior high. And then um after that, uh high school came. Yep. So, you know, when it was time for high school, so I I, I really didn't have that much that much time to prep for for football growing up, sure. but I was in Houston, Texas. So uh, once I once I once I got to high school, I went to go live with my father, who lived in Houston as well, but on, on the other side of town. And my dad, he's from Africa. He's from Ghana, Africa. Okay. And it was funny, you know. My dad really didn't care too much about sports. He was just like, education is where it begins, right? Yeah. And and so he was just like, in order for you to play ball, you. It's, it's all about your studies. Mm -hmm. And he would just tell me, just like, you know, he's like, you will, you, he said, you will eat, you will go to school, you will do your studies, you will come home. <laughs> like, and that's it. And I was just like, what about sports? He was like, uh uh, I don't care about sports. And I was like, oh man. <laughs> you know, so I had to prove to my dad that I, I, I was good. Yeah. Uh, so I think around the age of 13, I, I, I went to go live with my father. It was, it was that time I was becoming a young man and my mom didn't know. Uh, what else to do with me? So my dad was just like, give him to me, you know, bring him to me. Uh, yeah. I want my son to be with me. So, uh, so he, he allowed me to play football in high school. I get to uh, the introduction day where we, everyone has to stand up and introduce themselves. We're all in the room. We're in this, this 
this annex. We call it the annex, but it was more of a of a mobile home. Okay. You know, just yeah, the one in between. Yeah, yeah. So we're sitting inside, and I remember everyone was getting up and and stating their name, their position, and um, what, what team uh, what team that they're on, like either freshman, varsity, or JV. Yeah. And I remember when they was getting to me, I was anticipating. I was just like, "What am, what am I going to say? What am I going to say?" <laughs> so I stood up. And I was just like, "Yeah, I'm about to be on varsity." <laughs> and didn't even introduce myself. I forgot all about that. And so I was just like, yeah, I'm about, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be on varsity. Right. And I sat back down. I was like, what's your name? And what position do you play? I was just like, oh, yeah, my bad. My, my, my name is PJ Daniels. I'm going to be on varsity. And I play running back. I so I sat back down. And so, you know, from, from that moment on, like I, I told everybody, you know, I, I, I declared it. Yeah. And, and so... Uh, shortly after that, man, my freshman year went really well. They had me playing two positions. They had me playing at DB and running back. And I did really well at both positions. So the next year, they they brought up three three people from, from freshman to varsity. It right. was myself, uh, a, a quarterback, and a linebacker. Uh, I didn't want to play DB. Yeah. So since I didn't want to play DB, I had to take the back backseat role and play on JV um, at running back because they didn't have any running backs at the time. We had like five running backs and three fullbacks. Uh, so you know, our, our school was our school was stacked. Yeah, with yeah, yeah. Running backs, and so my coach had told me just like, "Hey, man, you know, you're gonna have to play running back on JV." I was like, I'll, "Fine, I'll take it." I was like, "I'm not a DB." Right. So, um, so but the quarterback and the linebacker they moved up at that same position. Um, fast forward, um, I'm, I went on to to break records, you know, become a sensation overnight. And then from there, um, I didn't do well on the ACT, SAT, those standardized tests. But I, I didn't either. three, right? <laughs> it wasn't for me, man. I got bored real quick. And yep. I had a 3.4 in, in, in school, in high school. So just taking a test, you know, um, remembering some information, studying it, and then taking the test and then getting the results, like an A plus, like I was good, right? And so I knew the information, I applied it, I, I, I right. had a good grade, took it home to my dad, he's just like, an A, okay, you can do better. <laughs> <laughs> I need an A plus, I'm like, man, wow. <laughs> you know, but it was good though, I, I appreciate that. So um, from there, man, for the, I, um, I didn't get a scholarship, so I had a lot of I had about twelve scholarship offers: mm-hmm. Purdue, Michigan, Michigan State, uh, Tulane, uh, um, Brown, Colgate, Wake Forest. So these schools uh, were offering me scholarships, but since I didn't do well on the standardized tests, you know, they all took their scholarships back. And so after the signing day, I had an opportunity to go to North Texas. Uh, and I turned that, uh, that scholarship down or that offer down. Sure. It doesn't give me a partial scholarship. I turned it down because I wanted to leave Texas. I didn't want to be around my family. I wanted to grow up. Yeah. Uh, first year, the recruiting coach from Georgia Tech, he came in and uh, his name was Lance Thompson. Uh, that's my guy too. He came <laughs> in and he, he was, he was recruiting someone else. He didn't even know about me. And so my coach, Head coach told him, he said, hey, man, we got a guy that fell under, under the radar. He's like top top 100 running backs in Texas. 
he said, really swan in the classroom. Give him a chance, man, and you won't go wrong. He's a diamond in the rough. And the coach was just like, okay, well, let me see some film on him. Mm -hmm. so, uh, the first play, uh, they turned it on. It was an 80-yard touchdown. I ran somebody over, then I went. I, went <laughs> I like how you casually say that. <laughs> well, I ran somebody like over, and now I'm on the touchdown. Like a, yeah, I, I, I jumped over my fullback. My, I'll never forget this play. Uh, Cause I had, it was a bad, I had a bad game, okay. <laughs> but I, I, there was some good, good uh, parts of the game. It. Yeah. You saw yeah. It. Yeah. But we ended up winning the game, but I was so hard on myself cause I fumbled at a crucial time in the game and my defense, they pulled it out. We won, but, and I was at the, at the end, I was sobbing and they were like, man, don't even worry about it. We got your back. And I was just like, man, I, I fumbled, man. I yeah. you know, but um, that, that game, um, my fullback, he he did a chop block on someone. I jumped over him. Then another guy came over. I ran him over. Yeah. And I scored an 80-yard touchdown. And so the coach saw that play, and he was just like, no, I don't need to see any more. He was like, let me meet the kid. So he came out. I, at that time, I was uh, at track practice because I had already turned, turned down a scholarship from North Texas. So I was at track practice. And while I was at track practice, I was just doing handstands from like a crow pose. I'm not sure if you're familiar with a crow pose, yeah. but... Oh yeah, so I was just doing a handstand from that and going back down, and he yeah. was just like, "Yo, who are you?" <laughs> so like, not only that, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. And so afterwards, uh, uh, we spoke for a minute, and he was asking me, uh, and I was really sheltered growing up. He was just like, "You know, you know about Georgia Tech?" I'm just like, "Yeah, right. I never heard of it before." And uh, he was just like, uh, "Do you know where it's at?" I was like, "In the state of Atlanta." Yeah. <laughs> He's like, no, in the state of Georgia, Atlanta is the uh, the city. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So anyway, he gave me his card, told me, you know, hey, we want to check you out, man. Right. Uh, we will fly you out, you know, come and sit down and talk with us. So that happened. I, I went there, I sat down and talked with them. I, I spoke with uh, the recruiting coach, Lance Thompson, uh, the head coach at the time, which was George O'Leary, and the, uh, I want to say he was the assistant coach at the time. Bill O'Brien. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and so went there and I spoke with them and you know there was a verbal agreement. Right. Which is the wrong thing to do in any type of deal, you know, right. verbal agreement. So right. So um but but they they wouldn't they were not able to provide give me a scholarship, but they told me, you know, I can have an opportunity to be a walk on. Okay. So they told me to apply for school and I applied for school. I got in. I was just like, man, yes, you know, like which which made me feel really really proud of myself. Yeah, because I got into Georgia Tech. Yeah, a, you know it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't on your it wasn't on your feet or on your back or on your arms. It was you. It was yeah, me. You, yeah, you got me. into Georgia Tech. Yeah, I got into Georgia Tech, and so you know from that point on, I was super proud. So I was like, okay, well, I need to make sure that I I, I keep I keep this opportunity. Right. right? Uh, get there, man. When I got there, they already had four running backs. Yeah, yeah. Then the next year, they recruited two more. Oh, so great. That's great. So now, <laughs> the walk-on guy, you know, um, I'm number, I'm, I'll be, I, I go from number five to number seven on the depth chart. I'm the number seven running back. That means six that's other running backs deep, are running. Yeah, that's me. deep. That's deep. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> and so... Any opportunity that I would that, that I would get, I would try to maximize it. 
right. no matter what. I was in my mind, I was just like, all right, well, if I only get one play, this one play, I'm gonna score a touchdown. I don't care. Uh it didn't happen like that, but you know, that, that I had that I had that that feeling, I had that that desire, that belief that I could. Uh and which allowed for me to display my or express my my passion and my love for the game, you know, or just been just competing at a very high level. Yep. So uh again, seven on the depth chart, man, and then uh, uh spring spring 2002 spring 2002 uh i went to oh oh george o'leary he got a new job okay he got a new job at uh, notre dame okay. at the time and so he left yep. he ended up leaving and took most of the coaches with him bill o'brien stayed yeah uh and then was, we had that was a key part wasn't it prince what's that this that Bill O'Brien stayed, you know, well, it was just, it's kind of a crazy thing, you know. Well, you, you'll see, you'll see, <laughs> you know, like I, I don't have any more animosity towards Bill O'Brien, you know, right? Um, but, but yeah, he stayed, yeah, right? But, um, but it, it, it was a key point. It was a key point. I just pointed out, okay, because he stayed. And then we had the transition with uh, Coach Gailey. Chan mm-hmm. Gailey came in, and once he came in, uh, Bill O'Brien, he became the offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. So uh, at this time, man, I'm a walk-on. I'm not getting the same treatment as the invested players. Yeah, of course. All right, meaning I had to borrow one of the quarterback's books at nighttime to go and study it because they, I, I didn't receive a playbook at the time. And I didn't know I didn't know all the plays. So anyway, we had to do the spring game exit. After the spring game, you have to do your exit. You meet with the coaches. Okay. Um, they evaluate you. So I go and meet with O'Brien, and um, and so again, he was the only one in the room that when we had that verbal communication about getting a scholarship. Yep. <laughs> right. Uh, so I go in. I'm number seven on the depth chart. You know, he's just talking to me, and so. Uh, into the room. It's like, hey, coach, how you doing? He's like, sit down. You know, it, it was real dry. Yeah. <laughs> Get straight to the point. And so he was just like, well, all right. He said, PJ, all right, let's look at, let's, let's look at the film. He's like, you look too mechanical. You look stiff. You know? I, and so I was just like, yeah, yeah, I understand that, coach. But, you know, I've done really well off the field. And I felt that I've done a, a good job on the field. I was like, is there a way that I can get a scholarship? You know, I want to get a scholarship. And he was just like, well, PJ, you know what? That's not going to happen. We won't be able to give you a scholarship. And I was just like, okay. And he said, you know what? You're number seventh on the depth chart. You know, so you know what that means? Like, you're not going to play here at Georgia Tech. Yeah. You know, I heard that you're pretty smart in the classroom. You know what? I can call some of my buddies from Brown and uh, see if we can get you to school over there. But you're not going to play at Georgia Tech. He's like, you know, let me just go ahead and stop. He said, I don't want to shoot the shit with you. Right. I want to give it to you real and raw. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, okay. And he said, um, he said, look, look, look at all these guys that we have, all these running backs that's in front of you. Like, they're going to go to the NFL. He's going to go to the NFL. He's going to go to the NFL. And he said, you? I don't think you're going to go to the NFL. 
Hell, I'm sitting there like, why are you saying this to me? He's like, look, man, he's like, just, let me just be completely honest. You're not my favorite. Yep. You know, I have favorites and you're not one of my favorites. He's like, you're number seven on the depth chart. So when you look at that on paper, he said, that's one in, the, um, one in a million. Your chances of playing at Georgia Tech are one in a million. Do you understand that? You understand that? And then you said that you want to go to the NFL. Your chances of going to the NFL are one in a billion. Do you think you're going to really go to the NFL? Right. Like, ah, you're not. You're not. And I was just like, okay. So I'm sitting in my chair, my legs are shaking, and I'm just like, all right. So I just asked, you know, can I get a scholarship? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he he goes in, you know, and I was just like, well, okay, that's fine, but I'm I'm looking to get a scholarship. Like, ah, oh, shit, PJ. <laughs> like, you you're making my job hard. You know what? I'm I'm going to make it easier for the both of us. You fucking suck. Damn. And I was just like, what? I remember, you know, in that book, dude. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking in my mind that moment, those rooms and that tension for that to happen, you know, and just be like, man, well, not only like for that to happen, but I know for your psyche, there's only two, it only goes one or two ways. Either you believe that and you go down that route or you, you think in your brain, nah, no, 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 no. And all of a sudden something switch. And then all of a sudden in that, you know, in your book, I heard, I heard that thing switch. You start running across campus. You start uh, changing, yeah, boy. Yeah, I'll get to it, man. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I, every time I tell the story, I relive the moment. So I'm just like, you suck. You effing suck. Crazy. And I was just like, ah, so I'm 19. Yeah. I'm 19 years old. You know, people say, you know, oh, you're 19, 18, you grow up, you know, like, you don't really grow up until you're like 20 something, man. <laughs> right. You know, you, you still got this, this, this immature brain and, and you haven't exercised your decision-making. Exactly. So come from a sheltered home, you know, it's all love. And then I get this, but the, the beautiful thing is when I went to go stay with my dad, he gave me that tough love. And okay. he told my mom, he's like, you know, if I'm not tough on him, the world is going to be tough on him. So I need True. to, I need to get him before the world does. Absolutely. Uh, and so I, I was, I'm extremely grateful for that. Um, so, and it prepared me for this moment, man, because I'm sitting there and, you know, I think told me that I suck, like my legs start shaking, like, and they start bouncing up and down my knees, yeah. you know, and both of them, and I'm sitting in my chair and I'm just like, why do I feel like this? <laughs> and I started getting angry. I was just like, man, I want to get up and choke him. Yeah. Like I just literally want to Latrell Sprewell him and just <laughs> no, <I'm sorry. laughs> and and I'm just sitting there. And he was just like, look, you're not gonna make it. You you suck. You you you're too mechanical. You're not what we're looking for. Uh he was just like, so you know what? Just get the get the F out of my office. Crazy. And I'm like, I'm just sitting there. And I, and my eyes welled up with tears, man. And I just remember telling myself, do not fucking cry in front of this dude. You better not show, you better not show any type of weakness. And so they just stayed there. They just stayed there. And I just, I didn't, I didn't blink my eyes. <laughs> if I had to blink my eyes, I was just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't let a tear fall on my face. I just stood there and I took it and and I, I had my head down and I looked up at him. I was like, you don't think I'll play at Georgia Tech? I was like, you don't think I'll make it to the NFL? And he was just like, get the fuck out of my office. 
fuck no, you suck. And I just looked at him, I said, okay. I got up and I walked out the office and his, and usually they close the door, All right? Cause it's, it's a, it's a private conversation. He had his door wide open. He left it wide open. So when, as, as, as soon as I walked out, they had the secretary there, some of my teammates. I was going to say your boys was out there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they were like lined up and I was like, don't touch me. Don't touch me. Don't, don't, don't touch me. Don't touch me. Yep. Please don't touch me, you know. Um, and I walked downstairs, and um, um, when I walk downstairs, man, I get to the bus stop, and this is spring break time, so nobody's on campus, so the campus is desolate, and and I'm waiting for the bus to come. The bus is running a little slower because there's no students on campus, so uh, um, instead of every 15 minutes, it's like every 30 minutes. I'm okay. waiting out there. Nobody came. No bus was coming down the street. So all of a sudden, one of my coaches passed by. He's like, hey, P, keep your head up, man. He's like, I heard what happened. I'm sorry about that. And uh, it's like, man, he said, you know, the one thing about you that's different than everybody else, he said, you got this. He's like, you got, you got heart. And nobody can take that away from you, man. He said, so keep your head up, man. And at that moment in time, at that moment in time, uh, I looked up at the sky. I was like, why, God, what I do? Yeah, and a tear a tear streamed down my face, and I was just like, "I'm not gonna let nobody take my dream from my dream away from me. This is my effing dream. Yep. This is my effing dream." So I stood up. The bus not, the bus took too long, man. <laughs> I stood up, <laughs> <laughs> and I just pulled my backpack straps down, and I had about three textbooks in my bag, and so. The the most you can do is like a little trot and a jog with that with those back with those books in your bag. Yep. Man, I took off full sprint, just ran, did not care, care about and, say, and see. Go ahead. I was gonna say you didn't care. I didn't care. I didn't yeah. care. I, I I started I cried from so it's about a two about a one between like a one point five one point five to two miles from the athletic center to our dorm room yep. and I cried and I ran the whole way, none stop. I did not want to stop. I could not stop. I just kept running, kept running, kept running. Got to my, got to my apartment, uh, got to the dorm room, put my bag down, put my workout clothes on. I went outside to the 1996 volleyball pitch that were in front of our dorm room. Yep. And I just started working out, worked out for three hours and I passed out. Um, when I woke up, I had a sand print on the right side of my face. I went upstairs. I was super weary. It was super weak. My legs were shaking. I get upstairs and my roommate, he offered me two greasy slices of some pizza, pizza hut. or something. Pizza. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I ate those two slices of pizza and didn't even do my homework. Then I went to sleep, woke up the next morning. We had workouts at 530. I woke up at four, I did some homework. I did some, uh, some sit-ups and, and push-ups put my workout clothes on and I took off running to the other side of campus. And I did, uh, and um, so I did that right before workout. So I did this religiously. Every time we had workouts, I'd get up and go running. I run to the other side of camp. I run to the other side of campus. My teammates were passing by in the car and they blowing the horn like, yo, get in. I'm like, I see y'all at the weight room. Yep. You know, and they, and from that point on, they knew that I, they were like, oh, he focused. Yeah, you're on a mission now. I was on a mission from that yeah, point some, on. Yeah, how that, how it does that, how high stress or those moments 
cause you to just get into that mode where the only thing that you know to do, you do intensely. So you don't have to think about anything else. You're just like, well, yeah. this is what I know. This is my bread and butter. This is what I'm doing. I ain't going to focus on anything else. And That's you stay it. in that mode until you're manifesting some results. In, right. uh, you know, tell us yeah. about that. Yeah, man. So so from there, um, I worked out. I worked out religiously. Um, and that summertime, uh, my brother, he, he came to stay with me um, for the summertime. Yeah. And he, he ran track. Oh, I, uh, at, his, at his school so we, we would be outside just playing like tag you know I'm like you chase me from this angle and see if I can get past you so we was having a good time but but we were also improving our skills yep. you know getting faster um I would take them in the woods we would go we would go running in the woods and just run up hills downhill like I did not want to be stopped man no nobody could tell me anything man so uh, there, was, there was this three mile hill, uh, maybe a little bit longer, but it was in Conyers, Conyers, Georgia. And so I would take all my friends over there, man. And um, we, we were going to run this hill. And from there, uh, the next season happened. And once the next season happened, I was able to get on special teams. Yep. All right. Uh, so just being on the field, just it you know made me it's extremely happy yeah so i didn't care what role i had i was on the field, oh, on the field. I got so, yeah so I, I i was telling my friends uh, my teammates you know like man i was like when i get in the game i'm gonna knock somebody out I was like, I'm gonna <laughs> knock somebody out. when i get in the game i was like they don't know you know and one, one, one of my teammates uh his name was uh karan um he was just like he was like y'all don't know P gonna knock somebody out. He's gonna <laughs> knock somebody out, and he's just like I'm telling you. So one of our, one of our, one of our running backs, he ended up getting hurt. We played against BYU, those grown men. Oh yes, sir. Oh yes, sir. <laughs> right? So we we're playing against them, and one of my teammates he gets knocked out, he gets a concussion, and I was like, okay, that's him right there. That's who I'm gonna knock out. Yeah. Big good, big guy, man. He's about 23 years old. Um, again, I'm I'm think I'm 19, maybe. Uh, no, I'm about 20, Okay, uh, around 20. No, I take that back. I'm, I'm around 19, somewhere around 19, 19-ish. All right. And, uh, and uh, this 23-year-old. So another kickoff happened. I had to go in for the running back. There he is. He's running down field full speed. You can see his muscles just popping out. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, there he is. It's like, let's go. It's either me or you. So I made it up in my mind, man. So the, the you're supposed to go back and create a wall mm -hmm. right yeah whichever way that punt returner is going left or right you create exactly a wall. yeah yeah punt returner kickoff returner right okay. so you're, you're supposed to go back and create a wall so yeah. go and find your teammates i saw him running that towards me i started running towards him <laughs> man i ran towards him and i just threw myself boom knocked him out no got up was like ah! <laughs> and knocked him out knocked him out and um and so from there you know my, my teammate on the sideline he's like i told you i told you he's he gonna talk about he knocked him out you know and so i'm hyped just from a knockout yeah then, then the next week i get another opportunity you know to, to be the blocker yeah then it led to the the return guy he 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 you know they moved me back to be the return guy and they then they say you got a little bit of speed. Got a little bit of speed. So 
I went back and now I'm, now I'm the return guy. Man, we in a big game. We play against Wake Forest. We, we it's it's the it's the the fourth quarter. You know, um, um, we're down by seven. We got an opportunity to win. They didn't want to kick it to our kick returner because he was really good. Yeah. So they ended up kicking the ball to me. My coach had told me right previously before that, like he's like, look. They're gonna kick the ball to you. You catch that rooter tutor and you take it to the house. You know, <laughs> I was like, all right, coach, let's go. So, uh, man, the ball came to me. Boom, I caught it. I was just like, oh, shit. Wow. Uh, yeah, I yeah. Was like, all right. I was like, God, don't feel me. Let's go, let's go. So, you know, I'm, I'm seeing, I'm running, I'm running. I see somebody in front of me. Then all of a sudden they disappear because one of my teammates just hit them. And then I'm still running. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm still running. You know, so I, I returned a 57 yard uh, kickoff. You know, somebody horse collared me before that. that Right before you that got rule it. went in, yeah. and um, and you know, from there, you know, my teammates they went crazy. I went to the sideline, they was hitting me on my helmet. I was trying to take it all, they was, <laughs> I was just like, Wow! So, um, shortly after that, I ended up getting a scholarship. Um, and because the head coach, Coach Gailey, he had told me, he was just like, You know, <clears throat> I he said, I, I'm, I'm gonna tell you about resilience, yep. you know, and and persistence, and somebody that's determined. And he said, um, you know, we were in meetings, in the middle of meetings, he just called me out and he just said, man, you know, um, I just want to tell you that I'm sorry, you know, that I didn't believe in you, but man, thank you for who you are. So they ended up giving me a scholarship. And from there, um, the other guys, they either got drafted or they got hurt and I became the starter. And, uh, you know, I, I was prepared. I was prepared for the opportunity. So from there, ended up breaking NCAA record and, um, Number five on a Georgia Tech uh, rushing history list. All time. So, yeah. You know, all time. Then I got drafted to the Baltimore Ravens. Played with the Ravens for three years, man, which was a great, a, a, a great opportunity, a great experience. But I didn't get a chance to do exactly what I wanted to do, what, what I was capable of doing, what I was, what I was accomplishing in practice and all the affirmations that I was receiving from Ray Lewis, from Mike Anderson, from all the other running backs, from the quarterbacks, from the deep, just just everybody, you know, it was just like, man, you're gonna be great. Uh, because I just had the determination to, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be great. And so I would work on these these, these things. Like I went from from running a four or five, from a 40 time to a four two in six weeks. Um, I started learning all the plays. They started kicking me out of the, out of the meetings. Because um, you know, I was I, I wasn't giving people an opportunity to answer the questions that they were asked. I'll just be kind of like in the back, like it's a six man turn back protection. I'm like, oops, my bad. Oh yeah. You know, but 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 it was only because I became a student of the game. Sure. See, when when there's no school involved in sports, then it becomes a it becomes a job. Yep. But it only becomes you know and if you can become a student of the game, then it doesn't become a job anymore. It becomes fun mm -hmm. because now you, you're like, oh, I understand how to do X, Y, and Z. I understand how to do this, do that. And from a student to a teacher and so forth. Um, and I acquired all that knowledge and I was ready to put it, put it all together. And I ended up getting hurt. And so my, my, my football career ended shortly. Uh, and uh, it wasn't career ending injuries. Right. Um, and in Baltimore, they did a really good job. They they really they they believed in me because sure. you know some of the things that I was doing were they were like, huh? Are you able to do that? It was, it was just determination, man. Just determined. I never forget um, one day I was in practice 
And and see, and then I had this mindset of like, I'm going against a number one defense. So if, if I can go against the number one defense and beat them, then when I go against the number two, number three, number four, number five, it's going to be a cakewalk. I was like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so every day I would come out to practice. Uh, me, me and my other running back, uh, Corey Ross, he played in Nebraska. Yep. We 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 had, we we said that um, that we made an agreement that when we go out to practice, we're gonna we, we're gonna leave it out there. We're gonna go super hard so that way, you know, you know, the same mindset. Once we go against the one defense, you know, when we go against the two and threes and thirty second team, then we're gonna dominate. Yeah. Right. And so we 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 in practice. We out we're out at practice, and uh, we run a play. And I remember Bart Scott at the time. He was talking mad smack. Man, that's my <laughs> dude. I love Bart, man, because Bart elevated my game. Yep. You know, he, but he was talking smack this day, and he was just like, uh, "Ah, man, you can't do X and Y and Z." Oh, I, oh, it was, and I was scout team player of the week. Okay. Uh, my lineman. Oh, we had to play against LT. We had oh, to play man. against the Chargers. Yep. And I, so I was LT. I was the the LT running back, right? So. I, I was getting teased a little bit, you know, my, my, my lineman was just like, what's up little LT? I was just uh, like, I'm not little LT, I'm better than LT. <laughs> it was like, oh, okay, well, you got, you got some big balls to say something like that. Yep. You know, so um, we got out to practice and I'm, I'm still fuming, I'm still heated. Uh, and we get out to practice and we run a play. I cut it back, score a touchdown. Bart was just like, that, that's some fluke shit. That's some fluke shit. That's fluke, <laughs> fluke, fluke, you know? Like, you would have got tackled. You yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, as as I scored a touchdown, I'm running back. I'm like, man, they cannot stop me, man. I told them. I don't know why they think they can stop me. What's wrong with them? Yeah. So, uh, Corey, he goes in. He runs some plays. And then I come. Then, then they come back. And um, I go back in. We run another play. I take it to the house again. You know, so... Then after that, I'm just jogging back, like, I don't know what's wrong with them. They cannot stop me. <laughs> yeah, so as I'm yeah. trotting back, and I go back, and I'm standing uh, in the back, and Mike Anderson comes over and grabs me by the neck. He's like, yo, he got this real raspy voice. That's my dog, too, man. He's like, yo, what was that? I was like, what you mean? He's like, what the fuck was that that you just did? I'm just like, uh, I, I do that when I get mad. He's like, nah, let me tell you something. He said, I only seen, he said, I only seen two people do that in my life. And you the third one. He said, Clint Portis and LaDamian Thomas. And he said, I just saw you do it. Whatever you did to do that shit, you need to do that shit every day. Just keep doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, that's what they're looking for upstairs. Crazy. He's just like, I'm only gonna tell you this one time. He said, but that's it right there. He's like, that's it. You got it. Yeah. And and what he, he said, we play the same position. Yep. He's like, I didn't have my fair share. He said, but you got it. I see it in you. Yeah. He's like, do that every day. He said, I guarantee you, you'll be playing. You'll be the starter. And I was just like, all right, cool. That was that was the end of that conversation. Then he let me go. Then he yeah. went back and started eating his flower seeds again. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know, just that moment right there, the it it, it just fueled me to to 
be to, to to like go so hard every day. I started realizing, you know, practice became my game mm-hmm. um, because I was ready for the game. I was like, when I get to this game, people gonna be like, who are who who is he? Yeah. You know. So, um, um, the the only thing with, with with my career is that I didn't have a mentor. I you know, I, I still had this anger, a lot of anger, and a chip on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. And so, um, when when you when you reach a certain level, you gotta learn how to push that chip away on your shoulder and, and all that animosity, and mm-hmm. and and learn how to redirect your energy into like perfecting your craft and staying focused on that, and 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 learning about your emotional intelligence. You gotta be able to calm yourself down. Don't you gotta pick and choose your battles wisely. You know, because I just elevated myself, and, and yeah. so, but I didn't know how to carry myself with that much elevation. You know, my emotions got the best of me. Um, then I get injured, and after that, man, you know, that career was over. Yeah. Uh, um, so now I'm, um, I have all these skills. Yep. I didn't want to go play uh, at the Canadian League or European League. Yep. Uh, you know, hey, I just felt that I was better than that. You know, and and. Uh, I don't mean anything by it, but that's just how I felt. Yeah. Right. So. Well, you uh, gotta have that mentality a little bit, though, Prince, don't you, to right. keep elevating yeah. yourself. I mean, the you first time, like you were talking when you received that kick, the first time you actually realized you had the ball in your hands. Yeah. After you realized you were on the field, and then realized you had an opportunity, and then realized you were gonna make something out of an opportunity. Each time you were elevating, because you know a lot of people are. They talk about ego that gets right. super negative thing. But man, if you don't believe in yourself, if you're not telling yourself every day that you're going to run somebody over or take it to the house or do whatever, mm-hmm. you ain't going to, you just ain't going to have that determination. So right. for you, you know, for, from what I understand, especially from reading the books and getting to know you is mm-hmm. that, you know, be you being there on that level and then saying, man, I'm, I'm better. I'm way right. better. Right. It's a, that's a hard thing to wrangle in, man, that ego yeah. when it gets up there, especially like yeah. you were saying, you don't have a mentor to transition and be like, all right, dude, you made it yeah. here. This is where we got to focus coming up. Right. That's a hard right. thing. I didn't have that either as well. That's why, you know, I'm a late, I'm a late bloomer in my opinion, in my industry and everything right. I do, but right. lucky enough, I was around some right people at the right time before I imploded or did whatever, you know, I right. said I was going to do. And yeah. what about you? I know you got quite a story about how that got in check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so after my career, you know, was over, uh, I was at home. I was just at home, just like, bam. Then I ended up losing my condo. You know, the the the, the market crashed, right? The housing market crashed, and yep. I lose my condo. I lose, I lost, I lost my job. I lost my condo. I lost my girl that I was with at the time. It was just so many things that were. There was a cascade effect. Yep. That. I was saying to myself, like, what in the world? I was like, I need to just, I feel like I need to lose my life then because all of the things that I worked hard to get, you can take. I, acquired, I acquired them. Mm-hmm. And then I lost them, like, within the blink of an eye. Yeah. <laughs> I lost them faster than I acquired them. Mm-hmm. And so that's devastating yeah. to anyone. And and I, I, I knew that it was happening. I didn't have the skills. I didn't. I didn't have the basic skills to be able to call someone and act, and ask them or or negotiate. You know how I can pay a bill, right? Because someone else was doing that for me. So mm-hmm. you know these. Uh, I was basically, you know, deprived of of those 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 skills, those regular skills, right? So I had to develop those and 
So by the time I started developing these skills, then it was too late. Yeah. Right. So I end up losing things or, uh, uh, I, I wouldn't be as proactive to address the situation. So, man, it just went into, I had a self-identity crisis, then um, suicidal ideation. Well, self-identity crisis, depression, suicidal ideation, then suicide attempt. And and it, it wasn't until, luckily, my second year in the league, I uh, went to a monastery. Okay. I went to a monastery and I spent time there at the monastery. What made you decide to go to that, Prince? Because, you know, talking to you and reading a book and everything, I know you're super sharp. So, you know, society tells you, hey, you need to get a car, a house, a woman, you know, you know, a girlfriend, a wife, whatever. And then when that's stripped away, like you were saying, that identity, you're like, well, that's what I've been taught matters, you know, like, but you're super sharp, man. So I want, I've, I've, I want to go back to uh, before you get there. What made you go to the monastery the second year in the league the first time? Was it just uh, intrigue or what was it? Yeah, it was more of like a, I'm not going to say, it was more like a selfish thing of like to improve my game. Okay. To improve my it's game. funny how that thing works once in a while. Right, right, right. <laughs> so it was more like, okay. I, what, what I realized is that, all right, so I'm going to be the starting running back for the Baltimore Ravens. Yep. Okay, so with every two years, they're going to figure out my running style. So I need to be able to adapt a new running style every two years so they'll never figure me out. And so I said, okay, I need to go to the monastery because I want to be able to zen out on everybody. You know, like I have the speed. I have the knowledge of the game. So now the next thing I need to do is to um, take myself to like a newer height, be like Bruce Lee. You know, be like water. water. Yeah, exactly. Right. Water takes every form. Yeah. Water takes every form. It is strong. But you know, so that's that's what my mind was. That's what my spirit was. Huh. And and so that's uh, so I went to the monastery. And one of my and so the reason I was inspired to go to the monastery because two of my uncles, uh, I have four uncles. Two out of the four, they, they've been going to the monastery for some time, and okay. I was just like. You know, like I need to go. I'm ready to go. Let's go. So I go there, and I remember my uncle. He was talking to me. He was just saying that, you know, mental reps are even more powerful than the physical reps that you take. True. He said, so, so what he said one of the things that I would suggest that you focus on is just being able to catch a ball, being able to, you know, um, see things that others can't see. Mm-hmm. Right. Focus. He's like, what are the things that you can focus on? So I remember, I remember going there and I had a moment, like, you know, a moment where I was just, I had an enlightenment moment. Yep. And I was like, oh, this is it. (laughs) This is it. You know, and so when I went back, I I had that enlightenment moment. I went back and I was just like, I'm about to kill you guys. Y'all don't even know. (laughs) Like, I was just getting started. Now. You got new eyes. yeah, uh, man, y'all don't you don't know what I just saw? Like, yeah. What just wait, you know? And 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 um and then I get I end up getting hurt, mm-hmm. so it it just crushed and crumbled all of my my dreams and aspirations, mm-hmm. and and so that's where the 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 depression and the self identity crisis came from because now that platform that I had was was completely taken away. Mm-hmm. So um as I as I as I fast forward, luckily I had a chance to go to the monastery because that was 
that was my safety net. That that is what I fell fell back upon once I was done with the game, and I didn't have no identity to cling to. Sure. So from there, uh, what I realized with was the meditation was the one thing that allowed for me to cling to myself mm-hmm. and stand upon my own two feet and find my identity within me, uh, uh, which is like very strong and profound, but it's so simple and easy to overlook because, yeah. you know, everything outside of us is, is, is what we. That's what we're told matters. Yeah. That's yeah. what we're told matters. That's what we're told makes us. Exactly. Yeah, and so, so when, when you lose those, those pride and precious possessions, yep. you know, it was taken away from you. You feel like your status is down. Uh, and, it's, like and it's that. brutal. It is it's brutal. brutal. Yeah. And, and, and no, you know, like, Everybody on the outside looking in, like you'll be all right. Like, what the fuck? You, you have no idea. Right. Yeah, you, got, <laughs> you, no idea. you got no idea what I'm going through. Yeah. Right. Right. And so I'm just like, let myself down, let my family down. Let my, you know, I just, you know, like, you know what? I, I'll be better off just killing myself. Yeah. Right. And so, uh, luckily for me, uh, the day I, I, I did a three day plan on how I was going to kill myself, and I went through the first two days. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, where I would put my gun underneath my my head and pull the trigger, you yeah. know, and just embody that and see how I felt. Like, oh, all right, you know, and um, get to the third day, and I was just like, you know what? Before I blow my head off, I was just like, I'm gonna call some call some people. Mm-hmm. Didn't even tell them what was going on. Just called. Only, only told one person. So, yeah, um, called the first six people. One of my teammates, and that was the first time I was like, wow, I'm still, I'm happy. But then he was just like, I gotta go. So that yeah. that that lit that that moment was very short-lived sure uh, and then i called my mother i called my professor from georgia tech i called my, one of my uncles and nobody told me what i wanted to hear i'm just like all right <laughs> well this is about to happen because i i had i prepared all my stuff it was in my closet in my in my closet in my house and um, that's what i was planning on doing uh committing suicide yeah call him, make a phone call. The last person I called was the spiritual uh, leader at the monastery, the head monk at the monastery. And just like, I just started lamenting. Then he got on the phone. Just da 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 this and da da this And, you know, I, I, I lost my job and I lost this and I lost that, you know, like, you know I lost my woman, I lost, you know, I'm about to kill myself. And it got quiet. And he was like, are you done? And for the first time, I could feel myself like exhale. Yeah. You know, because I was I was anticipating to hear what he was gonna say. Yeah. Like, you okay, so. like, oh no, oh, right, right. Yeah. Oh no, man. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, everything you told him is the perfect setup for finding yourself finally after all this. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy, man. Because he was just like, "Are you done?" I was like, "What?" And for yeah. the first time, I felt myself exhale. Like, I was like, "Yeah, yeah." And he was just like, "You get what you are. You get what you pay for. What you are is just playing the consciousness that you're traveling on, that you get according to your experiential needs. Mm-hmm. The pay is the effort that you put into utilizing the information you receive to elevate your consciousness." And I was just like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. And then, he, and then he was like, meditate, and hung up the phone. Boom. 
And I was like, that's it? What the fuck was that? <laughs> like, I just told him I'm about to, I was like, you know what? I'm about to go and do it. Yep. Yeah. So I storm into my room. And before I go into my closet, my meditation pillow is like sitting right by a, a window. And it's, it's, it's like a little ray of sunshine just beaming on the meditation pillow. I'm like, fuck you. I'm just like, how the fuck is meditation <laughs> going to save my fucking life? I was like, I'm effed up right now. I'm emotionally distraught. I'm emotionally yep. bruised physically. Like, I don't know who I am. Like, fuck this meditation shit. So, you know, I was just like, ah, I'm looking at, I'm looking at my closet. I'm looking at the pillow. Looking at my closet. I'm looking at the pillow. I'm just like, you know what? I give myself one, one, I, this is how I was. I was like, I give myself one fucking hour. Yeah. I was like, if nothing happens in this hour, then you know what? I'm doing it. I'm, I'm, I'm leaving this planet. Yep. Man, I sit down and it was one of the toughest meditations that I ever had in my life. Cause I, I was moving around. My mm -hmm. posture was like, I was slouched, had to yep. straighten myself back up. And, you know, so what that taught me with my posture was like, Stand on your own two feet, support yourself. Like everything that you have is inside of you. Mm -hmm. Everything that you need is inside of you. You know, sit up straight and, and maintain that strong posture and have that confidence. Um, and my, I was sitting with a lotus position, legs crossed. And 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 it, it you know, it was it was torture. Yeah. I had these big ass legs. You know, so my hips are burning. I'm like, oh, dude, I can't even get, I can't even get in that position. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. You gotta tell me, man. Right, so I'm just like, what the hell? It's like, I'm, so I'm going through all of this pain, and my brain is like, you suck. You let yourself down. You're not enough. Like, how do you lose your first job? What the fuck is wrong with you? Who are you? You don't even know who you are. Like, like you had it all. Like, then you lost it. Like, what? Like, who are you? Like, why did? Oh man, like it. I, it was like I was going through a. Um, like a portal and I'm just seeing every single thing that was, yep. that was coming at me. Like what, what's going on? What, why, what, not? I need that. Yeah. And, and man, uh, I was sweating. I was, I, I was hot. Did My you pay? I've been, I've been there. Did you pace back and forth nonstop forever? Cause that's, no. that's what I did until I finally sat down mm. and just meditated and we're just Be like, still, oh. right. Yep. So, you know, those thoughts go in your brain. And because I've, I've been in the same situation, man, and those thoughts go in your brain. And finally, you realize if I'm not going to do it, I'm going to have to get up. I'm going to have to do something. And it feels like all that stuff gets stripped away. Like you were saying, you sit down on your meditation pillow, you yeah. did your thing. And yeah. it's crazy. It's yeah. Crazy. I, you know, I told myself to be still. Yeah. And, and, and that's when it that's when it all happened. I had like a couple more minutes left on the timer. I opened my eyes to peek because I, I was just like, I can't take this no more. And I was just like, be still, let go. And when yeah. I did that, man, I, it's like I took a deep breath and then my, my, the outside of my knees, they hit the ground, like boom. And my body just went limp and my energy from my body just shot up into my brain. And I was just like, whew. I was like, fuck, where am I? It's like, oh shit, where am I? And then it's like, what are you doing? It's like I'm about to kill myself. Yeah, right. And then it's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm about to kill myself because th this is what I said the first two days. Yep. I prepped myself. Yeah. Right. 
to do this because I thought it was cool. Um, well, I didn't think it was cool, but you have to do something to override your 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 brain and your body uh, to stop you, yes. you know, from harming yourself, right? Yes. So I had to psych myself out. So the third time, it was like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm about to kill myself. And at that moment, it was like a realization, like, Fring! and then the timing went off. It was like, what was that? What was that? All right. And so from that moment, um, a tear came on my face. And I was like, whatever that is. I want to chase that for the rest of my life. Yes. Yep. And um, that was never you. Thought about, yeah. That, that was, was me. First time you ever seen yourself, man. First time I ever seen myself, Marvin. Exactly, brother. Know, and you're making me and, cry right now thinking about it, man. Man, man, come on, man. You know I'm feeling it. I know you're feeling it because you, yeah. you, you were there. I can feel. I can feel your energy right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Woo. And 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 from that moment on, man, I was just like, that's it. That's it. And um. I never thought about harming myself ever again, man. And then my life just changed around mm -hmm. and I started ordering my thoughts and ordering my steps and mm -hmm. everything that I needed to do. And I started rebuilding my step myself, man. And I created my own staircase because they can, a staircase cannot exist if there are no steps. And so, yeah. you know, I took, took steps and I created my own staircase, man. And, you know, I was able to elevate myself, my mind, my body, my spirit. And I'm here today, you know, living testimony, letting people know, like, this is where it's at. This yeah. is the remedy to uh, pretty much all of our problems. Anything. Yeah, any yeah. And everything. There's nothing, you know, in your brain when you're going through that stuff, it seems like it's so bad that it's not worth being in the midst of anymore. And then when you find yourself, you realize there's nothing that could be that bad. There's nothing that's going to, that's that bad that you want to take that away from yourself. Right. It's just crazy. It's a crazy right. thing. And sometimes it is that, maybe it is that pressure cooker high you know, intensity situation that forces you to do that. The problem, the immediate thing that I felt when I see myself for the first time, friends, was thinking about everybody else who didn't get to see themselves, and bad things did happen. They harmed themselves or did whatever. And I thought, man, if there's any kind of inclination, that's what I'm going to start telling people to talk about is to hell with all this stuff. You know what I mean? It's just stuff, man. And you realize that in the, some of the scripture and stuff from old times and wherever and religion and everything else. And you're like, yeah. And it's just words until all of a sudden you were living in the realness of it. And then you find yourself finally, you know, you grow up, your mom takes care of you. Your dad takes care of you. Your coach takes care of you. You work, people are always taking care of you. And so you never really know your influence in so many ways until you have to find yourself or you you don't care about yourself and then you find yourself you know it's like how, how crazy is that that you absolutely <laughs> have to not care about anything including yourself right. and then you, and then you show up right you know and you, you pick yourself back up on your arms bro and you're just like oh all right boy now you can get now you can get in line and do what you're supposed to do and it, it's a, it's a crazy thing because it changes your trajectory you know the the, the podcast itself here i always in my industry, everyone wants to get bigger, better, do more, have more, get bigger, bigger numbers, bigger employees, bigger whatever. And er, when my time changed, I didn't want any of that. I said, I want to influence as many people positively as I can. And I want to document all these great people I know 
so they can look back on their life and say, here's my value. You know, Marvin, I did this podcast with Marvin and here's the value of it. And I'm hoping that that thing lights a fire so people get enlightened about themselves and who they really are. I hate that I think that the world is making all of us into the same mold because really when you get down and have a conversation like this with another human, that's unique. There's nothing like that in the world. There's no other you ever, ever, if you really know who the hell you are. And uh, when you've seen yourself for the first time, dude, that's why I was getting welled up. Cause it's like, I remember that feeling. You can't replicate it. And it's like, okay, I want other people to feel that because that gets me hyped knowing that they're feeling that too. At the same time, man, it's Bro, crazy. More of it. <laughs> it's crazy. Look, man, you, 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 you have me buzzing right now, man. Like, wow. Yeah, that's you know, like, true. That's I, the truth. That's the truth. I appreciate you, man. I really of course, do. man. I appreciate you too. I'm glad yeah. we made this little connection. Uh, out, okay. you know, and that and that's where I want to lead with with what you got going on, man. Because I think, um, you know, not only in the book, yeah. but you know, through your post, we were talking before we got on here, dude. I loved seeing you dance. You know, <laughs> you you had a video get posted on your Insta of you dance, and I'm like, that's Prince. I know yeah. that's him. He could be doing all this. You could be doing all this all the time talking. Hey, you know, get, you know, call me up if you want me to speak at wherever or whatever. However, it could be all that all the time, but it ain't. You got some humility. That humbleness is there because I know, you know yourself. You're like, all right, I feel like dancing. Here we I'm go. Do it. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, that's, that's, what, that's what it's about. That's what it's about, man. And so, you know, so that's why I teach people, like, be yourself. Like, don't, yeah. like, you concerned about this. Like, no, like, I'm going to be me. So yeah. if I like dancing, I'm going to dance, you yeah. know, because, you know. Um, You're too serious. People are too serious, bro. Too serious, man. About stuff that don't matter, but in their mind, they think it matters. They think it matters. They, yeah. They, so what, what, what advice for, like, people that are business owners like myself? and CEOs and stuff like that, where everyone's wound so tight. You know, we I, I made a post a while back about in your book, just about breathing and how that simple technique can have such a profound effect on you daily. I mean, let's let's transition into that a little bit. And, uh, okay. you know, let's let people, you know, give your advice, because man, you've been in the pressure cooker, Prince. Like you were there, dude, you were that you were yeah. there. You've been in some high tensity situations. I can't imagine you know, a play, the quarterback coming in with the call, you guys know what it is all in your brains. You're there, you're waiting for the hut and this is happening. That's an intense situation knowing you're going to battle every down, boom, 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 boom. These people are every day they wake up, they're in control of a business. Other people are relying on them and there's just a pressure cooker there, but there's an answer. There really truthfully is an answer. Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. right. So yeah, for, for me, you know, I always say prevention is better than the cure. Yeah. You always want to, you know, just have a, a simple exercise. Uh, I, I remind people, you know, when people are like, well, shit, I don't have time for meditation. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Like, okay. Well, how long did it? Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll ask them, like, say that again. You know, and they'll be like, I don't have time for meditation. I was like, okay. All right. Cool. I'll say, how do you spell meditation? They're just like, what? It's like, just, just spell it for me. It's just like, M E. I was like, all right, stop right there. I was like, no, no, no. Let's say that phrase one more time. Like, I don't have time for meditation. Like, okay. I was like, but instead of saying meditation, stop at the first two letters. And it's like, you know, it's like, yeah. right, I don't have time for me. Yeah. I was like, oh, I guess you don't then, huh? 
and it opens them up and it's just like what the fuck what did you just do to me yeah i was like i'm 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 making you become aware of what aware. you're saying mm-hmm. you know you don't even know what you're saying you don't have time for meditation you don't even know what the hell it is mm-hmm. right and so you're not trying to give it any attention because it's like who cares you know i'm making this money i'm doing this yep. i'm living my best life like you know but you're not making no time for you yeah so if you don't make no time for you i was like what's 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 wealth when there's no health next to it mm-hmm. right so what are we doing so for me what my my advice that i give to business owners entrepreneurs ceos um high achievers yeah you know find that time for you so that way you don't you never get burnt out you never hit a a a, 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 a crossroad or a fork in the road where you feel that you're stuck can't go anywhere you can't go anywhere you don't know what else to do uh find like practice breathing exercises you know to just allow yourself to transition because that's that's what we that's what we're constantly going through through a transition when we wake up in the morning to when we go to bed at night you know our body all, all automatically does a transition for us when we yawn yeah right it's sending a signal to our brain that we are calm <sighs> we're tired the body is relaxed it's time for us to go to sleep. So when you can practice that throughout your day, you're calming your nerves, you're calming your nervous system, mm-hmm. meaning which goes down to your cellular level, uh, which allows for, which allows for you to be able to be in control of your emotions, which is your energy and emotion. When you learn how to do that, you learn how to pick and choose your battles wisely. And you don't allow yourself to get flustered, you stay in your space. You know, and and this is what we, you know, what we practice is what our kids see, our nieces and nephews, the the people that look up to us. When they see us practicing anything when it comes to mindfulness and meditation, it rubs off on them. They imitate better than what they listen to or the commands that we give to them. You know, so... These are the things, once you start becoming mindful of yourself and your actions and what you do, then it will allow you to to be aware of the life that you want to live, mm-hmm. you know, the things that you can change. And so um, the advice, start practicing meditation, make yeah. time for it, make time for you. Yeah. And, and, and that way you'll be able to uh, have these conversations. You'll be able to have the big business, but also have yourself. Right. Uh, and, and, and not, not, not do it. The, uh, the Steve jobs route. Yeah. Where, you know, he, balance. He, you want that balance, man. You want that balance. He create, he revolutionized the world and the way that we think and the way that we operate with, with, with the computers, right. The yeah. phones. Yeah. Exactly. Right. He revolutionized that, but then at a cost, at a cost. Yeah. Cause then af- after he, he's, he's created, he created this magic. Now he's diagnosed with an illness, right? Yep. So now he tries to go and go and uh, uh, acquire or chase the spiritual part of himself, mm-hmm. but it's too late, yep. right? And so we have to remind ourselves, like, you need to incorporate that while you're living. So that way you can enjoy the fruits of your labor. Yeah. That way you can revolutionize the world and then help other people revolutionize the world and revolutionize themselves. Yeah. So, so, so putting those things in priority, I mean, in, in perspective mm-hmm. and prioritizing like what's important, you know, your foundation, you are the foundation. 
So create that foundation by practicing your mindfulness and your meditation in the morning time. When you when you when you get up, check in with yourself. That's what I always tell people: check in with yourself. Yep. Then that way you have time for other people. And sure. but you still reserve time mm-hmm. for yourself. Yeah. You know, so you don't get burnt out. You're present. Yeah. Yeah. You exactly. stay present. Yeah. You stay, Just stay present. present, man. And that's what it's about. And that's my advice. You know, cool. stay present. You know, make time for you. Cool. Well, dude, I know. Let's talk about this thing right here, bro. Because uh, I remember I was like, hey, dude, I, I want to, you know, I want to talk to you. I don't know why. Dude, I, I listen to, I'm in every clubhouse ever under the sun. And for some reason, when you spoke, Prince, I was like, dude, for some reason, I need to talk to this fella. And uh, I was like, hey, you know, I, I want to talk to you about everything that you talk about because I've experienced that in my own life as well. You're like, cool, get the book. I was like, okay. Well, dude, I, I read it probably, I don't know, if, if we do the timeline, probably about a week or so. I do 10 pages every day of a book. Yeah. And uh, your, yours ran over 10 pages on some of those days because uh, <laughs> you get to a point where you're like, all right, I, at least for me, being as I'm, you know, I've experienced some of the stuff that you got in here, I wanted to finish that thought before I moved on to the next one and right. things like that. And uh, dude, there's so much good stuff in here. And there's simple stuff that people can start with and get going right away that you know something as simple as i started with like dude i tried in the worst way to get the three minutes having a clear mind while meditating it's the hardest thing in the world when you haven't done anything dude the people don't realize how hard it is to not think about anything so i would go on walks you know and i would try to just think about any i'd leave this thing away and, and just be like okay got to spend some time with yourself organize my thoughts i used to say right well then when i realized i didn't even want to think about that stuff i just wanted to feel alive then all of a sudden that started to get a little bit more space and a little bit more space and the book is really good at gradually ascending to that point right some point you know so what 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 made you be like all right i'm gonna put all this stuff that i've learned down in this bad boy right here um man it it was i I need because when you find yourself, when you see yourself, yeah, when you see yourself, you come back and you like, you telling everybody like, yo, 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 look, look, I'm good, yeah, I'm, yeah, good. I'm good, I found myself, like I, I know, you're good. yeah, I hope you're good, <laughs> you're good. yeah, 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 like, yeah. like you, you want to learn? They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we're gonna practice meditation. They're like, what the? What? Fuck? Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I like, kind of got something at three thirty. Right? <laughs> I'm cool. No, yeah. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm just like, what? What do you mean? Come on. Yeah. So, you know, for a long time, no one took me serious. Okay. I, I, I wouldn't say no one took me serious. They took me serious because of my, my, my football career. Yeah. Right. But no one took me serious on the mindfulness side. Yeah. They didn't, know, like, they didn't have weight to them. It didn't have weight to them. Right. Yeah. And then, well, you know, when you have a book, uh, you have authority. Right. But it wasn't, that wasn't the reason why I did it. It was. Yeah. I wanted to create something that would outlast me. Oh, I got you. And legacy. outlast my life and something that I can leave for my kids. Legacy. Right? The yeah. legacy. Exactly. But also I, I wanted to share with people that I the found good. myself. Yeah. Like good. I, <laughs> it's good. It's yeah. A, yeah. And, 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 good. Right. And so wanted to connect. How do you write a book where it, it, it relates to every body in different stages of their life the kids you know to young teen to a, an adult yep and beyond and so uh 
you know, I, I, I wrote it with the, the, mind, the, the body, the mind, and the spirit in mind, and then connecting to the zone. Yeah. Right. Which is just one because I have another one that I'm working on. So cool. I'm excited I can't wait. About that. Yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> you know, like, in, in one thing, you know, after reading your book, yeah. even if you even if it is something that you study or practice or, you know, know a little bit about it's a, it refreshed me really good because mm-hmm. during reading it, you know, I got a little guy. He's going to be 10 here next week. And I didn't realize just how fast he's moving, you know, like his brain, his body, like everything. I'm like, man, slow down. And, he, <laughs> you know, I'm like, dude, slow down and, and think about what you say and what you do. It has an impact on you. And, right. you know, if I love to say that I got through to him, but man, the world is just impressing, you know, and it's like, man, let's try to work this out. But I, 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 I do what's like you were saying, they observe us. These yeah. kids observe us. Other people yeah. observe us. Yeah. And you get a general sense when somebody's doing good or when they feel good. You know, you right. walk into a room and that person's just magnetic because they're good. And that's kind of where he's at. He's like, Dad, why you do that? Dad, why you do this? You know, and uh, I think that when you when you're in the book, it just puts you in that mindset. Of, all right, I need to refresh this thing and figure out how to do it. I'm not going to be able to do the lotus positions that you got diagrammed. Yeah, in you, don't, you don't I, have, to. I have to work on my stretching quite right. a bit. But I should have did the, 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 you know, sitting in the chair. That's what I'm doing my next book. You know, I sitting you. in the chair just to remind people like I can do know. that. I promise yeah. you. I only have to practice. I can do yeah. that. I no, I already know. <laughs> <laughs> I already know. Like, I know, who, I, I know who I'm talking to when, when I, I, I feel people, right? Yeah. And that's that that's that's what connected us. When when you heard me speak, yes. you felt it. You was like, yeah, yo, yo, I need to hit this dude. Or who is this dude? Right. Yeah. And so yeah. when, when when you're talking, I can feel what you're saying, which lets me know that you seek some truth and you possess it, like you yeah. have it. Yeah. And so that 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 is the indicator that allows me to be able to open up like, oh, okay, he gets it. Yeah. He gets it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, it's few and far between. I always tell my friend, uh, Mark, uh, Estrada, uh, he's in Houston, which is kind of ironic, you right? know, <laughs> but, um, you know, him and I talk, we talk every week and we talk multiple times every week and we have conversations about things that I'm sure 95% of the people don't understand all right <laughs> and, and you know we talk about that kind of stuff and it wasn't so much you know it's don't get me wrong dude it's a your your record at the bowl game is amazing you know making it to the nfl is absolutely amazing but that enlightenment period that you go through sheds you of kind of that awestruck starstruck moment about that kind of stuff and you more want to know about their journey to get to where they seen themselves for the first time and where they're there and they're at that level. And that's a super exciting to me to be able to hear your story about how you got there and you're there and you've seen yourself and the feeling of it for the first time is just amazing. You, you got there sooner than I did. You know, I'm a little bit later in life. I'm 35 now and it's oh, been, uh, it's I, been a while. I'm 38. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're yeah. close, but you yeah. know, it's, it wasn't, it wasn't all that long ago, you know, five or six years ago for me, but I was really worried Prince that, uh, I was going to live a meaningless life and I could, and we were working, I was paying the bills, building a family, had 
all the cars and stuff that I had envisioned in my brain was the American dream, I guess. That's how you want to put it. But I grew up very poor, you know, have, have a, 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 a sad story about how it got to where it was. And I, once I got it out in my brain, I'd always pictured that's it. That's what I'm going to get. And then when I got there, it was, I was not lonely, but I was lonely in myself. And I thought, where am I? Like, not like, where am I in the world, but where am I? And dude, you go down that roller coaster deep, bro. And then all of a sudden you hit that spot. And then uh, when the, everything is shed, then all of a sudden, all you got left is yourself and you got to turn and look at yourself. And right. all of a sudden, I, I really enjoyed finding myself for the first time. You know, it was like seeing, uh, yeah, it was like, it was like seeing, uh, I don't know, seeing your dad or seeing your mom or somebody you haven't seen in forever. I was very excited to see myself for the first time because uh, it let all those weights of the world just went poof, gone. It's like, all right, I'm living for me. Finally, I'm living for me. And uh, dude, it's great because I, the key to getting it, it's a simple book, dude. I know Megatron's on the front. Don't give me, I, I know Megatron's <laughs> down here. I know that's supposed to get my attention, but, <laughs> but the, uh, the, the path, the start to it is inside that book. And uh, it was inside that clubhouse that day, that little excerpt where we, you only had a moment to speak, you know, who you were <laughs> and what was going on. Um, and I caught it. And uh, yeah. dude, I'm super glad we connected, man. Because uh, you, you don't get this every day in life. And uh, I'm super glad. I know we're going over time. So I want to get yeah. I want to get to the end because I know you're a busy guy now, man. Just... Yeah, I, I, I do have something like 1030 with the Kobe Bryant. Uh, all right, dude, it's 1030. Academy. It's like, it's like, twelve. No, it's, it's, like... Right. it's all right. We got about like three more minutes. So let's go. Ahead. All right, let's hit it real quick. All right, all fun right. question. All right. All right. It's a fun question. If you yeah. could only eat one food for the rest of your life, Prince, what would it be? One food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Come on, man. One food. Pizza. Is it, was it? Pizza. Is it really pizza? What kind? Pepperoni? Uh, no. Uh, so I'm plant-based, so it'll be okay. like a, a Greek pizza. Like All right. I love that one, dude. I love a Mediterranean pizza in the world. Right, 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 right. I love to the tomatoes and spinach and everything else on them. All right. Well, real quick, let's get them. Let's get everybody your socials because you're, you're gonna have to come back now, man. Especially yeah, I definitely. I'm, I'm coming back, man. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, stuff besides the book and a little bit yeah. deeper stuff next time let's, for sure. But real quick, yeah, real quick. I know uh, you got a couple of Instagrams uh, yeah. right now, right? Beyond the game. What was yeah, that one? Yeah, so it's game beyond the game. Okay. That's I created. That's the company that I created yep. um, for athletes. Um, for athletes that are transitioning out of the game, elite mm -hmm. athletes, professional athletes, Perfect. Um, to you know help them find their vision and their purpose um, beyond the game and have the mindset to see it through. Yeah, I love that. Uh, create an ecosystem and a safe haven. Uh, because, yeah, I, I go deeper into that. And then I have my, my personal um, Instagram, which is at Prince AD Jr. That's J-R. And and you see me on there either practicing meditation or dancing, dancing yeah. or you know or, or doing all kinds of stuff, man. But um, what about Clubhouse? You gonna be on there very club, much lately? Yeah, I, I know so I sat through a couple of meditation sessions and stuff with y'all. I loved it. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, that's good. awesome, man. Yeah. Um. So on Clubhouse, um, same thing at Prince A D J R. Cool. Uh. So and then um, I'm on LinkedIn at Prince Daniels Jr. Facebook at Prince Daniels Jr. 
Uh, and I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, I, I just started a TikTok account, and so that's what um, I'm waiting for. <laughs> you, you better keep an eye on my Instagram stories. I'm gonna be sharing some of them ones. <laughs> yeah, so that's cool, man. So I'm looking forward to that, and yeah, I'm, I'm just teaching people how to be themselves and and be and and live live through the higher version of themselves. Uh, yeah. You know, it's it's about connecting to your creative intelligence and and. And, and living from your higher self so we can make this world a better place, man. Dude, I'm hyped for that. And uh, if I can help out in any way, please let me know. Because to me, that's the most absolutely important thing that's ever existed in this realm that we live in. Mm. So I'm very excited for that. Mm. All right, for me and Prince, I got to let him go, guys. He's got Kobe Bryant Foundation coming and everything else. And I got to get a selfie with him for Insta. So let's hurry let's up and it. get this done. All right, let's... Uh, this is Blacktop Banner, episode 44. We got Prince Daniels Jr. And he said he's coming back. So we're going to talk about some other stuff sometime here coming up. All right. We want you to pave it, seal it, stripe it, and kill it. Peace. Peace. You hear that? That's Ray's energy. So we've been drinking Ray's energy here around the podcast for about a month and a half, maybe or so, and uh, love it and love the flavors, all the flavors. That one I just cracked was sour gummy worms. If you go to repsports.com, you can put in an order there for Ray's energy drinks. They also do all kinds of other stuff um, like uh, sleep. You know, they have a powder you can put in your drink at night to go to sleep with different flavors. I think we did cinnamon roll and sour gummy worms on that one too. They were both good. And then we did, I did use a pre-workout from Reps, Rep 2 as well. I think it was called Ice or whatever. So they have all this other stuff too. But we really like to raise energy. The energy drinks that are in the can and then the powder form too that you just mix in with water um, on the go kind of powder. But they have all kinds of flavors, sour gummy worms. Apollo, which is a red, white, and blue kind of themed one. Uh, Phantom Freeze, which is kind of like white energy drinks if you drink those kinds. Um, and Baja Lime, which is my favorite one. So um, they're all there. Like I said, you can check them out uh, on Instagram at Raise Energy or at Rep Sports. You'll find them there. And then at repsports.com or in the shop or anywhere when you go to put in a promo code, if you put in Blacktop Banter right in the promo code spot or whatever, you're going to get 15% off of your order. So hop over there, check them out. We love it. And uh, thanks for supporting the podcast.